Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out. the house, shower, dress, living for your shawl moment. I love like a fucking comfortable bitch. Yes. Any place is your living room. That's what I say. I'm wearing Skechers, girl. I feel you. Okay. When I'm wearing my Skechers, it's like, this ain't a fashion show. Okay. Skechers are very comfortable. I don't even have to, there are no laces for me to tie. Can you handle it? Can you handle my laziness? It's like walking on a cloud, I'll tell you that much. Um, I'm happy to be out of the house. I am, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling jazzy. This is good. We're out. We're moving. We're not watching a true crime show. <laughs> so that's crucial. That's good for me. That's growth and change. Because <laughs> I got to stop. I just moved into a new apartment last month. Y'all, I was on the ground floor for two years, <laughs> which means I hadn't slept in two years. So I've been on the top floor being like, I can get back into my shows now. I'm not afraid all the time. No, I can't. Okay. Very bad. I have to stop watching them because I watch them all. I'm not discerning. All right. I am watching Snapped. I'm watching Fatal Vows. I'm watching Killer Kids. I'm watching Wives with Knives. I'm watching something called Swamp Murders, which is exactly what you think it is. You find a body in a swamp, you work your way back. And it is an hour long, okay? I watch them all. I think, I feel like, literally to this point where I feel like I could be a damn detective. You know, I've clocked my 10,000 hours and I can crack a case. I think I can do it. And it doesn't really take all that much, I will say, to be able to crack a case. Because most of these true crime shows are the same. They all go the same way. And it's usually a white woman in peril. And it's stressing me out. I can't take it. I see these shows and I'm like, white women, I want you to live. I'm worried about what you're doing. And so I just, I want to take this time and put your hands together where there may be white women. All right. I want to take this moment to give you guys a hot tip based on all of my years of watching true crime. If you want to live, if you want to avoid a killer's clutches, okay, you got to do one thing for me, baby girls. You gotta stop with the jogging at dawn and dusk. You gotta shut it down, girls. My God, if the light is low, you do not go. Do you hear me? I gotta give you a little Jesse Jackson rhyme. Cause I want you to think about, honey, if you are jogging at that hour, you got two options. You're gonna find a dead body or become a dead body. And I don't want you doing it. Or if you're gonna do it, you've got to find a fucking buddy, okay? Stop with this solo jogging shit. Bring a friend, okay? Megan, bring a Sarah. Sarah, bring a Lindsay. Lindsay, bring a Becky. You gotta be together. I want a buddy system in this shit. I want you to live through it. It's too much to take. Is anyone, is anybody here out in these streets, single, looking for love, trying to make it work? Wow, wow, shawl homegirl with a raised hand. 
Tinder and a Tinder profile? Bumble? Yes, okay. But that puts the work on you, doesn't it? Bumble? It does, but guys, like, don't get anywhere. They, like, won't do anything, so you gotta do it. Girl, I'm lazy as fuck. Would never. Would never be making the first move. I, don't, I wouldn't know how to even, like, start. But even though, so I've been off these streets. Jubu and I have been together nine years. That's over two terms. But I love swiping for people. Like, if you ever just want, like, an outside thing, because there's, like, a part of me that's, like, a little bit Oprah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I will fix your life. And I just have this, like, deeper, like, ooh, I will swipe for you and I will get you some matches. Okay? Because I can look into your heart and then look at a picture of a stranger and see if their heart matches your heart. Do you see? I'm telling you, that's what I can do. I don't know why. I really don't. Jubal and I, we were together. You know, we got together and I feel like I don't know how it happened. Because we're very, like, I'll tell you a prime example of an early argument Jubal and I got into, which is like, how did we get past it? Because it was so dumb. Like, it was almost, it was dumb, so it wasn't the end of the world, but it was also like, y'all are on opposite sides of everything. Which was basically, I came home one day, you know, we had been dating for about a year. I was coming over to his place, and I, and I come, it's like late at night, you know, and it's like still that part of the love where you will show up at someone's house at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm into you, let's do it. And I show up, and I go to give him a kiss, and he like gives me a peck, just like a peck, like a peck, like I just ate a whitefish salad sandwich, okay? <laughs> he came in real cold, and I was like, what? I went to 10, can you imagine, I'm extra? And, and I was like, and I was like, what you doing, give me a peck, I haven't seen you all day. And it literally like, I went off, and at one point was like, so what, we're just gonna be friends who fuck sometimes? How did I get to there? How did I get to there 20 minutes into a conversation? He stayed. But what had happened was he gives me this peck and, I, and, he, and he explains finally. He goes, he goes, what? I just put on face lotion and I'm waiting for it to dry. Okay, I was like, Jubal. That is not how lotion works, okay? And you can't come to me as a black woman talking about lotion because I come from a people with a long history of applying creams, salves, and butters, okay? So you cannot tell me this. And it was literally like when he finally revealed why he was being weird. It was like, I was like, what are you talking about? You're waiting for it to dry. I was like, this is an SPF 70 before the beach. You know what I'm saying? You rub it in and you move on. And yet, Jubu, you know what he was doing with this lotion, y'all? He would take the lotion in his hand and just shellac it on <laughs> and just wait for it to seep into the pores, which could take hours. <laughs> and I like, found out this is what he was doing and was like, okay, 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 we're gonna have to have an interracial moment. And it was literally cut to me in the bathroom with him being like, circular motions, circular motions. Let me see them elbows. You know, like I was trying to teach him to moisturize and I can't believe we got through that. I can't believe we were on the other side of that nine years later. Wiser, more in love. I'm just, I mean, I can't imagine. Is anyone out here receiving these dick pics the kids are talking about? I, I'm not, and I never did back when I was out in the streets, you know, and I'm not, I'm not against a dick pic, don't get me wrong, I'm not, in, I'm not against it, okay? I'm like, someone's gotta be vulnerable, <laughs> you know, so he's, he's done it, you know? But what I don't like is what a friend of mine had told me about how she was hooking up. No, they hadn't even hooked up yet. That's the part that was twisted. 
They had gone on some dates. It was crack a but they had not engaged in the sexuality. But then she said, this dude sent her a dick pic. But what was cuckoo about it, she was like, well, what's weird is that it looks like he put a filter on the picture. <laughs> what? <laughs> Y'all, can you imagine opening up your phone, getting a picture of a dick, and it's sepia-toned? <laughs> Don't make me think your dick is a memory. <laughs> Out of control. Oh, my God. Are y'all ready for this show to pop off? Yes. You ready for this show to pop off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have an amazing lineup. Our first comic, I'm so excited. He is wonderful. You've seen him on Wrecked. You've seen him on OK Girl Fan. Yes. You've seen him on Goat Face on Comedy Central. You've heard him on BoJack Horseman. I want you to start that clap, create that safe space. Give it up for Asif Ali. Have a seat. <laughs> um, I don't have much time, guys. We don't have much time in life. How are you, sir? Nice to meet you. Strong handshake. That's a man right there. Strong. What do you do for a living? Exactly. He kills people. Someone who shrugs murders people for a living. Or you lay tile. I don't know. It could be either. I I have been trying to like you know you know, take chances in life. You know, stand up for myself. You know, make decisions. You know, and like recently I was having sex with a girl and I decided I was going to keep my glasses on. <laughs> and I didn't know that if you keep your glasses on during sex, um, that makes you into like some sort of sex pervert. <laughs> the response from her was like, oh, what are you, why are you keeping your glasses on? She acted as if me keeping my glasses on was like me keeping my whole outfit on and just cutting the dick hole out <laughs> of my outfit. Why do you need your glasses? So I can see what you see. This isn't fair. Why do you get 1080p and I just get pixelated nonsense? I don't know if this is going to happen again. I need a clear 4K. That story's going to suck if my friends ask me, how was it, man? I go, I don't know, rectangles, circles. I hope it was the same person. Let me have that. So what? We're having sex with windows open. Sunlight might get in. These are transition lenses. They might turn into sunglasses. So what? <laughs> Pretend you're fucking an R&B singer for five minutes. <laughs> so I've been trying to stand up for myself, you know? It requires tough decisions. Like recently I decided I can't go to concerts anymore because I am not tall enough. <laughs> I'm out the game. If I have to spend $100 one more time to see the fucking band through this <laughs> fucking hole of tall dudes in front of me, I'm going to lose it. Because the solution is so simple. Like, Staples Center, just tear the people when you go in. Put the baby-sized people in the front and then just get all the way to the giraffe motherfuckers in the back. This is simple math. The worst part is people aren't even helpful. I went with a girl. She was like 5'11". Halfway during the show, I turned to her. I'm like, bitch, let me get on your shoulders for 15 minutes. I bought your ticket. She was like, what will people think of me? That you're helpful. That you're a kind, caring, strong-backed woman. And there's dudes out here that are like, I mean... Fuck, these... 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, for what? Why are you that tall? 
Why are they making you? Every job is at a cubicle, and you're just looking over at my monitor, Trent. Turn the fuck around. These dudes are not helpful. I went up to a dude. He was so t- I, I, I was so nice. I introduced myself. I go, hello, my name is Asif Ali. I'm a fellow music enthusiast. I was wondering, sir, if perhaps I could squirrel up your back and perch on your shoulders for a couple songs. This dude is so fucking rude. Tall dudes always have great posture, which bothers me. I'm like, slouch for me. I'm struggling out here. And you're just like, perfect. I hate it. Every tall dude needs to just not wear shoes. You're not allowed to wear shoes anymore. By the way, I'm just, I love shitting on tall dudes because nobody does it. They just get a free pass in society. I don't know why. If you're a tall dude, you could look like a brick hit you in the face and women would be like, I'll go out on a couple dates with him. I'll give him a shot. You know how hard it is for short dudes? Tom Cruise had to join Scientology to get pussy. This is how bad it is out here. Right across the street. Everybody, you know, she's talking about dating stories. I saw this. I saw the most, you know, just harrowing dating story I've ever seen in my life. It was a, this is a real news story, and it was this girl living in England, and she was, like, not satisfied with, like, the penis selection in her neighborhood, right? So she went on the Internet, like we all do, right? And she, like, was in chat rooms, blah, blah, blah. She ended up getting seduced by ISIS. <laughs> There's a dude in ISIS who straight-up seduced this woman, and she fucking was, like, peace out and went over there and just became Mrs. Bomb. I don't know what the fuck her name is, but she became that person. That is bananas to me. She went to www.dangerousdads.com and she went over there and just got, got, I was just watching that whole story. I was like baffled watching it on the news. And I was like, man, ISIS has more game than me. That is a tough thing to realize as a man. I can't get a girl to take a fucking Uber from Burbank to Santa Monica. And these guys are getting chicks to take fucking passport meetings, take tiny photos, fly over there, hike across the Turkey border. That's unbelievable. And the worst part is this. The worst part is there had to be a dude watching that news story that had gone out with her or had asked her out. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, do you want to go get coffee? And she's like, nah. And then he sees her on the news later. And they're like, so what happened? And they're like, well, I wasn't going to fucking date Chad. So I had to join an international terrorist organization. <laughs> I'll work on it. I'm, I feel like I let you down, sir. Uh, <laughs> Do you watch movies? What's the last movie you watched? Avengers. Avengers. Oh, hell yeah. You liked it? I loved it. I thought it was great. You know what I was really missing out on? I was hoping my... What's your favorite Avengers character? Hulk. Hulk. Hell yeah. He gets it. He's like, we have the same body. I get it. <laughs> I was really bummed that my favorite character did not show up in Avengers. My, you know, I'm Indian, and like in all those movies, there's like one Indian guy in like 22 movies, which is bananas because there's, there's a billion Indian people, but every time they land their spaceship, there's no, none, not even in New York. There's not one Indian person. This is bananas to me. So I watched all the movies and there is one. I was hoping he'd show up. He's in, he's in Deadpool. I don't know if you've seen this movie. He's one Indian guy, right? And, and Marvel has done a good job with diversity, right? They made a lot of women as leads in their movies. They gave black people one movie and you know, they're really out there trying. And... 
There is one indie guy. He's in a, he's in a uh, movie called Deadpool, and this is now. This is like a recent thing. His whole job in the movie, he doesn't have like a, he can't fly or shoot lasers. His whole job in this movie, he's the Indian dude. Uh, I can't stress this enough. His job is he's a fucking taxi driver. This is his whole fucking. Are you shitting me? Marvel, this is it. The guy, a whole movie. He doesn't even have ways or anything. He's just a regular fucking yellow cab driver, and he's just like, come on, Deadpool, we're going to be late for our adventure. That's the whole fucking movie. Are you kidding me? Come on. He's not even buff either. He's just like a. He's just like me. Just in a fucking. That's not. That's. I, and I was really hoping they would redeem him, right? Okay, whatever. He's a taxi driver. Make up for it, right? I was just hoping at the end of fucking that movie, right? Right when Thanos is about to win, right? It's all culminating. You know, you know, uh, Iron Man just kind of sees like, you see like a glint of like yellow and he looks over and you see that fucking yellow cab, New York cab, just fucking just barrel around the corner, just fucking burn out, you know? And then you see him and then, and then right before Thanos snaps, it, the fucking hand, brown hand comes out and he's like, not today, Thanos! <laughs> not on my watch! And then him and everybody else in the Avengers would just be like murdering like an Indian buffet later on that evening. I would love. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much. Masvi, enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks. Awesome. Give it up. Love it. Are you ready for Mo Show? Wow, huge. You guys, our next comic is so funny. You've seen her on Conan. She hosts the show My Diary at Dynasty Typewriter. Start that clap. Give her some love, okay? Give it up for Lindsay Ames. Boom, boom, boom. Let me say wayo. Boom, boom, boom. Let me say wayo. That's what it sounds like in Donald Trump's brain all the time. Hi, I'm Lindsay. How are you? Good. Okay, I think we should all just get to know each other, right? Okay, um, a cool fact that you may or may not know about me. Um, I held my poop for three and a half weeks when I was eight years old. I just want you to know what type of person you're dealing with. I hold on to everything. <laughs> I never let anything go. <laughs> I always feel so bad for my mom when I talk about that time um, because I feel like when we were in the hospital, um, <laughs> Dr. Schwartz's finger up my butt is like the closest I'll ever get to marrying a Jewish doctor. Just so um, I can make sure that we are all on the same page um, by a show of hands, how many people here masturbated to a gift today? <laughs> My brother. <laughs> Do you have ADD too? It's been a real bummer since they shut down Tumblr, huh? <laughs> Joke's on you, Tumblr. Okay. Because some of those gifts still exist. <laughs> it's just the people are so attractive. Excuse me, sorry, what? Can we focus back here? <laughs> I came out of my house for this. Um, 
I love the reverberating laughter. I just want to like <laughs> bask in it, you know? Uh, <laughs> how come England is the only place that people come back from with an accent? <laughs> really, like you'll you'll have a friend and they'll they, they won't even be in England. They'll be like in the airport, you know, on a layover, and you'll be like. How was your trip? And they'll be like, honestly, I had the best time. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> like, you'll never have a friend go anywhere else. And like, you know, a friend's not going to go to Italy for the summer and come back and be like, it was so nice. <laughs> I'm really good with my accent work, right? <laughs> I mean, you'll never, ever, ever have a friend come back from like Australia and be like, right, it was really hot. But like... <laughs> They really know how to do things on the barbecue. Okay, that sucked. I, I had to try. I don't know. I used to do it with a different accent, but it's just it was it's not appropriate for 2019. Um, so I'm just trying to work it out. You know, <sighs> how's everybody doing? Good. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think accents are sexy though? Yeah, yeah accents are sexy, right, ladies? <laughs> accents are sexy, but for if it comes from a French Canadian. <laughs> I know this because I'm I am Canadian and I dated a French Canadian for a long time. Beautiful face, terrible everything else. <laughs> like uh, he he always say things. He'd be like, "Hey, uh, buff, did you ever think about like the first time that you ever got like super fucking horny?" <laughs> That's horny. <laughs> And then he told me this story about how he was like playing hockey in his uh, like uh, cul-de-sac and he some girl like walked in between houses and he was like, hey, I went in between the houses to see what she's doing and both like, both she's taking a pee. I don't know why it made me so fucking bored. (laughs) That's hard. And then he was like, both I went to the store. I bought her an Urshi chocolate bar. She pee for me the entire fucking summer. point is women love chocolate (laughs) he's not wrong it's true one time he looked at me he was like hey would you like i put you pregnant (laughs) i mean i don't know i mean ladies am i the only one that wants to be put pregnant in here (laughs) there's nothing quite like it (laughs) Uh, I knew that I had to get out of the relationship when we were in a cab and then he was like hey do you like Jeopardy I was like what thought he had a stroke I'm like bless you I'm like what he's like Jeopardy do you like Jeopardy like what the fuck are you saying right now he goes you know Jeopardy Alex Trebek you mean Jeopardy That's me opening up the cab while it's in motion and <laughs> rolling out of it. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I've been thinking a lot lately. I just got back from Japan, and uh, it was a really great time. Uh, and it was the anniversary of the earthquake there. And uh, and uh, I've been thinking a lot lately about... Um, I always think about earthquakes. I'm Jewish, okay? I just think about how I'm going to die so often. And I think I figured out um, the worst place to be during an earthquake, uh, mid-pap smear. (laughs) That or a Korean spa, because you're like five floors under like street level, you're wet, (laughs) you're naked, your keys are nowhere to be found. (laughs) Like, I just always think of myself being like, oh my goodness. 
I'm so stoned, so there's nothing like that. Um, before I go, um, has anybody here been involved in a near-death experience that resulted in them getting caught by their mom while they were having sex for the first time? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> One of these times. Well, that did happen to me, and it's true what they say. Your life does flash before your eyes, uh, and it goes in slow motion. And uh, I was a raver, so there were pff, so many glow sticks uh, and so many cuddle puddles. Um <laughs> But while it was happening, the guy hit my car, and my car spun out uh, a bunch of times, and I made this sound, and I remember thinking to myself, if you survive this, I'm going to make so much fun of you for this sound. So <clears throat> this is what I look like right before I'm about to die. <laughs> It's also what I look like when I orgasm. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Lindsay Ames! Woo! Would you like me to put you pregnant is shaking me. I'm haunted by that phrase in that voice. Um, you guys, our next comic is super fucking funny. You've seen him all over the place in a real way, not like when sometimes you just say that, but for real, for real. He also had a really good bike ride today, so I feel like good for you, activity. So, y'all, start that clap, create that safe space, as I do, for Mr. Kyle Kinane! <laughs> Kyle Kinane doing the Lord's work. Out in these streets, street justice. That is the best. A little, like a cool Chuck Norris. You guys ready for some more? You ready for some more? Okay, I'm, oh my God, our next comic. You've seen her on the new Negroes. She's a friend of mine. I like friends. Start clapping. You gotta give some love to this next queen, Madison Shepherd. Yeah! y'all i'm madison <laughs> um there's so many dope black female comics on this lineup i thought it was black history month you know what i mean it's wild um two of us in a room you know a lot of children here hi hello um wasn't expecting that i recently turned 30 um thank you about two years ago and um uh you know <laughs> A lot of unexpected things are happening in my life. Like, um, shocked just by the sheer number of jazz musicians I fucked. Um, I feel like I fucked so many jazz musicians that Duke Ellington could lead his orchestra from my pussy lips. You know what I mean? Don't mean a thing. party different when you're in your 30s. Wasn't expecting it. Now when I go out, I feel like I'm an auntie chaperoning the church lock-in, you know? <laughs> Hold on to breathe mess, baby. Tell your little friend over there to come get some cocaine off Auntie Titty, and then I just like offer my breast <laughs> to the child.
really wasn't expecting this many under 15s here. You know what I mean? I, I'm shocked. <laughs> My vibe has always been feet on the wall, pussy popping in a handstand. Um, so I went on a date with a guy uh, who was advertised online as five foot eight. Yeah, which means that somebody who was five foot two walked in the door. Um, I will say though, it's been weirdly empowering hooking up with him. It has been. Um, it makes me feel like big and strong, you know, and just easy to parkour off of. You know what I mean? He's just using my whole body as a base and shit. You know, <laughs> little Jordans gripping the bricks. <laughs> Y'all know if y'all know this, but petite black men all come with six pack abs. That's what they are made with, standard issue. <laughs> but this one, he's light skin. Um, so his look like the little mini corn on the cobs you get at Golden Corral. Uh, you know, mm, brr, just like very, put some butter on it. Yum. <laughs> Ask your mom about it later. Um, she knows she's into Prince. Um, anyways, I called him Little Daddy, and he won't text me back. So uh, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Masculinity, very fragile. Um, I have a day job. I do. I'm a property manager. Um, my favorite part of uh, being a property manager is watching other people's children flip me off in the cameras they know I watch. You know, like that's for me. <laughs> it's pointed. Um, had a run in with a resident lately who was upset with me. We don't need to go into the details, and I signed an NDA. But. Um, <laughs> She was upset with me, and instead of, like, taking her anger out on my boss or the corporation that employs me or the multimillionaire owners of our building, you know, just any... She found my social media and commented on every single post the words slumlord. You see, it's fucked up, you know, because I don't even own a house coat. Um, you know, I don't wear rollers in my hair, Ew. <laughs> you know? House shoes are for indoors only. Um, but she commented slumlord, and she was like, um, you know, this slumlord puts women on the street for money. And it's like, if I did, bitch, I'd get a commission, okay? <laughs> like, if you on a stroll, bitch, I'm getting a cut. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a company town, Los Angeles. <laughs> She also commented uh, on this, the picture of me on a show I was really proud of booking and being on, and just me like killing it as a stand-up. She wrote, uh, this slumlord is an unfunny comedian, which, oh! <laughs> I was like, to the police, you know? Um, but it turns out that hurt feelings do not meet the threshold of a crime, so um, sucks, it truly does. I have a white mom. Oh, don't be embarrassed of yours, especially you. You all should be clapping for your white moms right now. <laughs> Fuck, before I write her an impassioned email about it. Um, <laughs> I, I have a white mom. Um, she's embarrassing. Like, 
on more than one occasion, I've heard my mother say, I've been kicked out of better 7-Elevens than this, which <laughs> is hard to hear when I'm sneaking back into her car like, ooh, whose white mom is that? <laughs> you know, I look like her, but just chocolate, you know? <laughs> it's hard to say she's not my mother. Uh, she, she's, do, she's an amazing woman, though. She raised me in this little hood in Dallas, Texas called Oak Cliff, which is gentrified now, which for Texas just means that it has sidewalks and books and everything. Um, they're like, oh, one day we'll get our school accreditation back. Um, <laughs> no, but she, <laughs> she really did do the best she could. When I was a kid, she drove a lime green 1979 Volvo station wagon which if you assume that that car didn't go in reverse, you'd be correct. Um, so every morning she would drive across the apartment building's front lawn and then out of the neighbor's driveway, scraping the muffler on the way out. Like, ugh, ugh. I mean, I guess I should count our blessing. Like, you know, it had a muffler, you know. It was held on by a series of coat hangers. But you know what they say about women from Texas fucking with a coat hanger. You know what I mean? Fucking ace with it. <laughs> Mostly those groans come from men. And you know what? Me and one in four women in this room will just hold hands and sit on the toilet till it all falls out. You know what I mean? If it makes you uncomfortable, I don't give a shit. <laughs> There's children here. <laughs> Survivors. Um... <laughs> I have a dad, um, I do have a father. Um, it's crazy because like in Texas where I'm from, people, they don't believe in the mixed identity. They're like, you're not mixed, you are what your daddy is. Which is like, uh, uh, okay, does that make me like a deadbeat? Or like, you know, a ghost maybe? I don't know. It's not that he's dead, he's just dead to me, you know? Um, no, he, he lived in Los Angeles. He's an unemployed actor. So growing up, instead of sending child support checks, he would send an updated headshot and resume. <laughs> you know, because he heard I was casting for the role of father. And um, TBH, fellas, submissions are still open. You know? <laughs> Repped and unrepped. Uh, welcome to apply. <laughs> I don't know. When I was a... a, a this sounds like my one-woman show. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I was when I was a preteen, the last time I saw my dad, I was uh, baby Malgoth, um, which means that um, I would wear like tore up pantyhose with a crotch cut out as a shirt, and um, I cried when I met Marilyn Manson. Um, and I also managed to bring up 9/11 at the same time. You know, like. Am I manipulative? Yes, but did I get an autograph? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but the last time I saw my dad, he pinned me against the wall and he was about to strike me and he says, Slipknot is the poor man Steve Miller band, which... <laughs> That's mostly what I still resent him for today. <laughs> you know. Anyways, I feel fine about this. Um, children, you'll have a very intense combo with mom and dad after. <laughs> Abortion rights for everyone. I'm Madison Shepard. Bye. <laughs> Madison Shepard, y'all. Give it up. Oh, God, you guys, our next comic. Are you ready for our next comic? Are you here with me emotionally? Yes, that's what I need to know. That's what lifts me up 
and we'll surely lift up our next comic. You can see her on Inside Jokes on Amazon. Give it up for the hilarious Daphne Springs, y'all. <laughs> Y'all, we got one more comic. You ready, you ready, you ready? Okay, okay, that is good. Our next comic, he is a super funny guy. You have seen him on Conan. Start that clap. Give it up for Dan St. Germain, y'all. Are you good? Are you good? Every Everybody, I came out here and everybody told me there were like little kids in the audience or something. And... Uh, I thought there was going to be like four-year-olds, and I was going to ruin everybody's life. So, this is uh, this is fine. You guys are just high school age. That's cool. Uh, that's the only time I'll be able to say that to you. Uh, <laughs> that's the only time in this situation where it's cool for a guy to say that. You're high school age. This is fine. Um, <laughs> you just graduated middle school. We're cool. Uh, out of context, my career is over. Uh, how are you doing, sir? What's your name? Gray. Uh, Gray? Yeah. How fucking rich are your parents? Your name is a color? God damn, dude. What the fuck do your parents do for a living? What do they do for a living? She owns a Walcott studio? A workout studio. What does your dad do? Ah, there we go. He foreclosed on every other workout studio in that area. But we'll give them a hippie name so they don't know. Gray. With an E or an A? E Gray. It's fucking crazy. I'm Dan. I'm just a, pe- just a piece of shit named Dan. Normal fucking bullshit name. What's your name? Don't you feel like a fucking asshole sitting next to Gray? <laughs> I guess that he can't really have a cool nickname with gray though, right? There's nothing like, hey, I'm the gray area. They're like, ooh, no. Uh, what is I didn't, I only sort of murdered him. Uh, it's the gray area. Sweet, sweet kicks, dude. What's your name? Thomas. Thomas. What do you, still, what a bullshit name that is. What do you do, Thomas? And what do your parents do? Um, well, my dad is, I, he's like a digital marketing director. They're fucking poor, Gray. That's what they do. These are what poor people, they churn out fucking shit like this. <laughs> shit names like this. <laughs> you still have a fucking dodo farm in your backyard. I won't pick on you anymore, Gray. Uh... It took him like 10 minutes to come up with what his dad did. What's a nicer way to say he sits at home and plays solitaire? Uh, it's a nicer way to say that. This cool. Is this your uh, girlfriend? No friend? Just friend? What's your name? Helen. H- Helen, what do you do, miss? Um, I'm a teacher. English language teacher. You're an English language teacher. And uh, what do your parents do? See, this is like when people have fucking poor parents, this is how long it takes for them to come up with their names. 
She hel- She does something with a school, I think. She gives them pencils. I don't know. We, we only had two meals a day growing up. That's all I know. It's been a crazy year for me, man. My parent. I'm getting... First off... Uh, no, there's some good stuff. I got a lady. Uh, thank you. In my basement. Uh, she's... No, she's 39. She looks like she's 28, but she's from Long Island, so she sounds like she's 67. I got home the other day. She had a bikini wax. I'm like, I want to fuck right now. She's like, thanks. A Korean woman just used tweezers on my pussy. I'm like, or I'll just read a book. Uh, she's the first woman I've let stick a finger in my ass, and let me tell you, I've been living a lie my whole life. That shit is fucking amazing. Imagine your whole life eating jelly sandwiches, and then peanut butter comes along. I've been eating sandwiches wrong this whole time. I got a finger in my ass. The only thing is my butthole was ready for an appetizer and her thumb was like made in course, you know? So I literally went like, oh my God, that feels good. Then pop, no, no, you've awoken the Kraken, you know? She's like, what? I'm like, take it out, take it out. But she took it out too fast. So I had to clench my butt cheeks together to prevent a BP oil spill from happening. Like there should have been a representative from BP in front of my asshole saying, we did everything we could to stop the leaking, but we couldn't save the sea turtles. And she took her thumb. She's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, watch it. She's like, but I don't want to look at it. I'm like, close your eyes. She starts going to the bathroom with her eyes closed and her thumb outstretched, bumping into walls. Art is fall. She looks like, like Stevie Wonder trying to hitchhike during an earthquake. She washes her finger. She comes back in the room and she's like, do you want to try the other finger? I'm like, not before I put a ring on it because I just found the one. Guys, if your girl wants to go back into that tie cave and rescue another boy... She is not a girl. She is a woman, and you marry her. And I asked her to marry me in October. She said yes, so, yep. She, um, she gave me her heart. I gave her my butthole. That's how it works. It's been tough, man, planning a wedding. Like, my sister is an intersectional feminist. Her sisters are Trump Republicans. So you know what that means. We've got to sit them at the same table. You know what I mean? I want them at the same table. I want an Israeli and a Palestinian. I want R. Kelly and a woman over 30. Like, I can't afford a DJ. I want a civil war. Uh, I, uh, I let her peg me. She didn't know what... Somebody said, oh, my God. Some, people, some said, oh, my God. Some said, woo. Uh, I, disagree. I actually agree with you. Uh... But I did. I wonder if you don't know what it is. It's a woman attaches a, a phallus to her front and she uh, <laughs> penetrates you from behind. This bit alienates both liberals and conservatives because <laughs> conservatives are like gross and liberals are like, we don't want you either, you know, but I'm a 2019 woke male. I'll get fucked in the ass. All right. I fucking, I saw a uh, fucking uh, Moonlight the first weekend. I have been to a Tori Amos concert. I'll get fucked in the ass by my love. Let me tell you something. Not for me. I don't know how you gay guys can do it. I made a sound I didn't know a living thing could make. I literally went, like I sounded like if Free Willy jumped over the wall and just landed on the kid. That's what it, it was horrifying. I'm a big uh, true crime fan. I love true crime podcasts. The only problem is in true crime podcasts, they have to have advertising in the middle of the podcast, and it really fucks up the whole flow. Like, Teresa's body was found. Her arms and legs dismembered. Her genitals exposed. A letter stapled to her chest that said there are three more girls. 
But an easier way to send letters would be stamps.com. Just use the code Teresa's Stump and get your free stamps today. All right. That one may have been too dark for everybody. I. Woof. Man, I think every time I think uh, California or Los Angeles is nice, all I have to do is go to any 7 <laughs> Eleven. And I'm like, this is the most dangerous place in the world. I, have you been to 7 Eleven? It's, it's, what would happen if hepatitis was haunted? It is the fucking scare. Everything here, every bit of food they make is like, is, an, is, is for you to eat while you're running away from the cops. You're like, oh, taquito, I can still do it. You know, like. New bit went better than I thought. We're going to keep it. Uh, we're going to keep it. Uh, yeah, I don't want to really do that shit. Uh, not here. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, I, I did, I'll do like one really quick one before I close, but I did do the... Um, I do think it's funny that Al, Al Franken just came out. He has a podcast now. It's crazy how podcasts are either the best thing or worst thing that could ever happen to you. You know what I mean? It's like, I was a senator, and now I have a podcast. Or, I work at Target, but I've got a podcast. <laughs> it's all about how Aaliyah's still alive. Uh, it's my mom and my cat. Listen, that's it. Uh, Anyway, I'm back. I'm back in L.A. Uh, I mean, I was in New York for the last year. I was in L.A. four years before that. Uh, New Yorkers are nice. They just don't know how to be nice. Like I was in the subway the other day and I was standing next to this pregnant lady and this guy stood up and he goes, hey, 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 want to sit here? She's like, thank you, but I think I just lost the baby. Like, I'm pretty sure it's just gone. Then they threw her in prison, Alabama. Uh, I don't know why I did that tag. Sometimes your brain tells you to do shit, and you do it, and you shouldn't do it. But anyway, I'm against that, by the way. Uh, noble, noble, noble stance for a guy with long hair who does type 2 diabetes in a macho man shirt. Uh, anyway, uh, big difference between New York and L.A., which is a premise no one's ever had before. Uh, in L.A., people are addicted to living healthy. In New York... People are addicted to working to death. You know, like in LA, it's like I woke up, I thank the universe, I complimented my plants so they grew faster, I sold off my healing crystals to support my crystal meth habit. Posing in New York where it's I woke up, I thought about killing myself, I got on the subway, watched a homeless guy eat a pigeon, I got to work, got fired, got a new job, realized I was bisexual, saw Rangers game, finished my novel, and touched my kids to bed at night. Because I'm a New Yorker, I'm gonna keep doing this shit till the devil drags me to hell. I said tucked, not touched my kids to bed. I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that because there were high school kids in the audience, and uh... Why did I have to make this weird? It could have been a fine set. And it's almost like... It's almost like the, like there's a part of me that wants to just self-direct. Oh, old self-destructing Dan here. Had a good set. Well, it's ruining right now. You have to make everybody feel weird on the way out or else you're going to sleep too well tonight, sir. Oh, self-destructing Dan. All right, thank you, guys. Have a good one. Take care. Jermaine. Oh, what a time to be alive. Did you all have fun tonight? Yes, y'all. We did it. This happens every Tuesday at 8 o'clock. So, you know, mark your cows, tell your friends, live your truth. Thank you so much. Thank you to UCBC. See y'all later. Bye. Yes, yes.
from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.